Can you imagine your life where money is your friend, working with you to achieve all your dreams and desires? If you struggle seeing money as your friend, then join Kathy Cook Noble, financial advisor and educator on understanding how your money can work for you. It is possible. Now, here is Financially Speaking with Kathy Cook Noble. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Financially Speaking. My name is Karen Cook. I will be guest hosting for Kathy for the show today and a little bit in the future as well. However, Kathy will be back Monday to uh, uh, talk to you. So join us. Uh, so welcome today. Thank you for joining me. Today we are broken and down but not out. What the heck am I talking about? Well, injuries, workplace injuries. Anybody out there ever experienced a workplace injury? Have your finances suffered because of that workplace injury? So we need to protect our family, protect ourselves, and protect our finances and have our finances in place before we experience a workplace injury. Not everybody does, but many, many people will experience a workplace injury. So we're going to talk about that today and see how our finances can work for us. Okay? Nobody goes to work expecting to be hurt. When I go to work or any jobs I ever had, I did not expect to be hurt. I do not expect to die. I expect to come home, I expect to walk home uninjured, unbroken, and whole. But sometimes that doesn't happen. So let me tell you what happened to me. Back in 2007, I was working as an operating room technician at our local hospital. Loved the job. Oh my goodness, it was the best job in healthcare I ever had with direct nursing. Loved it. The staff was great. The surgeons were great. Everybody was great. So working in this job... And we uh, had a woman come in who was pregnant, couldn't deliver vaginally, so she was going to have a C-section, cesarean. So she, of course, if for any of you women out there that have had a cesarean, uh, you're frozen. They put that epidural in, and hopefully that thing takes, and you are frozen from where? About the boobs down. So everything's, nothing's moving, right? And I'm sure you don't want to feel what's going on anyway. Because it's not like you're delivering, we're going to cut you open. So we did. We get this baby, deliver the baby, all safe and sound, baby's great. Mom's got, mom's ready to go, been all sewn up. So there are three of us in the operating room. There's an orderly, there's me, and there's an anesthesiologist. So we're waiting for the nurse to come in, and maybe one of the surgeons. So the orderly wants to roll the red board under her, or what we call a transfer board. So I said, just a minute, let's wait for someone else. This woman was probably 260 post-pregnancy, so a good size. And I said, just in case, I don't think I can carry the weight. So I was busy with the anesthesiologist, and from the corner of my eye, I see this woman moving. The orderly has rolled her away from him, and she starts to fall off the table. What do I do? I jump back. I grab her. Grabbed her legs, grabbed her hips. I caught her in mid-flight. I put her back on the table, and all of a sudden you hear, pop. And I'm going to tell you the pain and the hot heat shot down my butt, my outer thigh, down my legs, and I thought, I'm going to puke on this woman. The orderly looks at me and said, oh, my God, are you okay? 
I'm bent over on the bed with this woman on top of my arm. And I said, no, I'm not. You need to roll her your way because I'm stuck. So anyways, he rolled her over. The anesthesiologist grabbed a hold of me. I had to hold her to stand up. I, I couldn't move. The pain was excruciating. Excruciating. I, I, I've never felt so pain. She helped me walk to the change room. Helped me change. And that was the end of my career in nursing, in the operating room, and the end of all that education that I spent <laughs> getting to where I wanted to be. It was devastating. So here I am, massive pain, didn't know what I did. What are you supposed to do? What are you supposed to do when you hurt yourself at work? I know you know this, and I know you're saying it out loud to yourself. You're supposed to fill out a workplace incident report. But I knew. I knew if I did it, it's on my record. I'm going to have to deal with WSIB, and I'm, I'm going to be done. Ironically enough, I had a doctor's appointment. This was a Thursday. I had a doctor's appointment on the Tuesday. I walked into the doctor, and he said to me, what did you do to your back? And I thought, you got to be kidding. I told him. He said, did you fill out an incident report? I said, no. He goes, I want you to go back to the hospital right now, fill it out. We're going to do some x-rays. We're going to see what's going on. I think you've done a lot of damage. I said, okay. So I go out. I fill it out. I hand it in. I take my copy. The hospital gets their copy. They send one off to WSIB. I don't hear anything. I call WSIB. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know who to talk to. I don't, I don't know what to do. I call. I tell them what happened. They send me to an... Uh, somebody called my adjudicator. I said, okay, fine. I leave a message. I don't hear from her. Five weeks later, I call back. I talk to a manager. She calls, and the first thing she says to me, how do I know you're not lying? You didn't fill out an incident report the day it happened. So I said, I didn't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with the insurance board. I didn't want it on my record. Went to the doctor. He told me what to do. I did it. Here I am. I'm in pain. I now have to get medication. I have nothing in place. Never thought for a minute. Of course, what do you think? This isn't going to happen to me. So I had nothing in place. Unfortunately, the pain never went away. I went through doctors. I talked to surgeons, physiotherapy. I did everything. Right? Pain got worse. I went through epidurals. Same epidural you get when you have a baby, only it doesn't freeze you or make you numb. It frees the pain in a local area. So I got to have the epidural without the bonus of a baby. woo -hoo! So not so nice. So I do empathize the epidural for the baby, but, yeah, it would have been nice to have that at the end, at least something positive, but not, not what happened. So I have no extra insurance. I don't have disability insurance. I don't have medical insurance. I don't have critical illness, life insurance. I have nothing. This was 11 years ago. So eventually they tried to have me retrain, have me do a job with a lesser value. The union kicked me out. We were unionized. They kicked me out, didn't want anything to do with me. I ended up eventually losing my job over this. But I tried everything. I couldn't do it. The pain was excruciating, the medication, the procedures. I went to specialists. I was at the emergency room getting shots. I went to many pain clinics, root blocks, nerve blocks, target epidurals, went through medication after medication. The last 
treatment I received was about a year ago, and for one year, I went every week and got 10 target pain shots in my back and hips each week. I had to stop because they were minimizing the effect, but the bruising was getting worse. I was starting to bruise in the area. So I did it all. I did everything I was told to do. The only thing I didn't do was listen to my doctor. He was so mad. You can't work. You can't work. The USIB said you have to work. You won't get paid. I had no idea what I was talking about. So that's why we're going to talk about this today because I do not want anybody out there to ever go through what I went through and not have a clue what's going on. I didn't know my rights. I didn't know what the WSIB was. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, we're going to get into it. Right? So I had to start over. I had to change jobs. I had to change careers. I had to go back to school, reeducate, retrain. I had to revamp my life. And it all started because of a workplace injury through no fault of my own when I told the guy to just wait. But in hindsight, I always say, everybody says, would you do it again? I said, well, I was a nurse. I don't become a nurse because I just want to get rich. I became a nurse because I wanted to help people. So would I do the same thing again? My answer is always the same. Yeah, I'm sure I would. And even though I was injured, and I still still deal with it today, believe you me, uh, I'm my first instinct is to help people. It's always to help people, prevent you from falling, help you, do what I can to keep you safe. I couldn't let a brand new mom fall on the floor. Oh my goodness, the disaster that would have been. And that's me. So today you're going to learn some very important vital information that's going to keep you safe. It's going to keep your finances in check, and it's going to help you, okay? So if you're out there living with a disability, there are absolutely services and financial benefits that will assist you with your disability, and yes, they can assist your family as well. So this is kind of related to workplace injuries. So if I had hurt myself at work, so I was playing a sport like baseball, got a ball in the head or... or uh, I, I fell, broke an arm, broke a leg, something like that. I was jogging. I tripped in a hole, sprained my ankle. It's different if it's outside of work. If you're injured outside of work, you absolutely do not qualify for WSIB. You do not qualify for any services that would help somebody who was injured at work. So you need your own coverage, and we are absolutely going to talk about that today because guess what? Not all injuries happen in the workplace. You can walk outside to go get your mail, and you could trip and fall and break your leg or ankle. You could break a hip. You go down. Who takes care of that? Who pays for that? You do. And there's a lot of money involved in injury. There's medication. There's physio. There's pain clinics. There's additional services. And then, of course, there's pay. I couldn't work. Couldn't work for quite some time. So how do you get money? Right? I didn't go to work to hurt myself, didn't do anything stupid, followed the rules, followed the regulations, and most of us do that. So let's get into talking about what happens when you hurt yourself. So I'm going to talk about right now as if you hurt yourself at work, because the first thing that happens when you hurt yourself at work is you fill out what's called an incident report. You talk about everything that happened, you tell the story, witnesses, when, how, why, what, where, who, everything. And it's important you fill it out properly and legibly so that everybody understands what you're saying. 
So once you fill that report out, it goes, you take a copy, your workplace keeps a copy, and they send one to one which is called WSIB. That is the Workplace Safety and Insurance Board. No matter where you are in the United States and Canada, what province, territory, or state you're in, there is absolutely places out there that will help you when you're hurt. So let's talk about WSIB. So if you get hurt at work, you become ill because of your job, WSIB helps pay. That includes benefits, support, and sometimes return to work assistance because you can be off for a while. Or you might have to retrain. So they help you. So they help you recover after a work-related injury or illness. They pay for all approved health care costs related to your claim, even if you have insurance coverage. But the type of benefit you receive depends on the nature and severity of your condition. So if you have additional insurance, yay, woo, good for you. You are way ahead of most of us. But if not, WSIB can help. So they cover health care benefits. Treatment from your healthcare professional, your doctor, dentist. What if you fall and knock your teeth out, right? Hospitalization, emergency care, surgery. They cover prescription medication. Oh my gosh, one of my medications was $300 a month. If WSIB wasn't paying for it, I wouldn't have been able to take it. Okay? So this is why it's important. Follow the rules. Prosthetics or orthotics, right? What if you cut off a body part? Reasonable travel and accommodation expenses. What if you have to drive an hour for your treatment? You get paid for travel. Attendants or anybody else that has to come in and help you in your house. They pay for that. Usually they pay your health care provider directly because a health care provider, a doctor, a dentist, a surgeon, a specialist can't bill you when you hurt yourself at work. So WSIB gets the information from your healthcare provider. You don't have to do anything. The healthcare provider submits all the information. WIB pays them. Okay. And goodness forbid you need psychological treatment. You need to see a psychologist, psychiatrist. Again, that can be paid through WSIB. So we're going to take our first break of the show. When we get back, we're going to continue talking about the coverage that you can get through WSIB. So we're going to take our break. And you are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Karen Cook, and today our show topic is broken and down but not out. So before we went to break, we were discussing WSIB, workplace injuries. So some other coverage. Additional coverage that they have is maybe healthcare equipment and supplies. You might need a walker, a cane, a wheelchair, a brace, a support. What about wound care supplies? Oh, my gosh, what if you got burnt or cut at work, right? Or you might need an adjustable bed. Bed, adjustable bed frames or mattresses. It can be covered. Goodness forbid you need to return to work. They offer services. They'll talk to your employer about suitability, available work, accommodations you might need. Maybe you need to go for vocational assessments to determine what type of work might be suited for you. Or you might be retraining. If your work-related injury or illness causes you to lose earnings for any period of time, WSIB will provide income replacement benefits. They are either loss of earnings or loss of retirement income. So loss of earnings is determined if you can't work due to a work-related injury or illness. You can only safely return to work for less pay. WSIB may pay up to 85% of your pre-injury take-home pay. Okay, So fill out the report. right? Know your rights. Re- get online. Go on the site. Make sure you know what's going on. So to be eligible for the loss of retirement income, you need to be under 64 at the time of your injury or illness. You've received those loss of earning benefits for at least one year. You might be comp- and, and you may compensate for the loss of your retirement through WSIB. So when you turn 65, these loss of retirement income might be paid to you. There's also something called a non-economic loss. So if your injury causes permanent impairment, you can be compensated for the physical, functional, or psychological loss. So the amount of money is based on the level of your impairment and your age. Just imagine if you're injured at 20 versus 60. That's 40 years difference. So if you're injured at 20 and can't work versus injured at 60 and can't work, you have 40 years in there that you could have been making money, progressing, getting advancements in money, prestige, your work. Now that's gone. So this non-economic loss, it's not a windfall by any means, but it does help you financially. So once you get examined by a WSIB-approved healthcare provider, they determine the level of impairment, and you get a a non-economic loss, an amount of money. And if you have to travel or you lose wages because maybe you are working at a, a lesser paying job, they will pay you for your travel and your lost wages. Even survive, They also pay survivor benefits. 
So if somebody passes away because of their illness or injury, the surviving family member can get a lump sum or monthly payment, funeral and transportation costs, bereavement counseling, and support for a spouse to look for or re-enter the workplace. I mean, some of us stay home with our children while our significant other goes out and work. Uh, you might be going out of the house to work, but guess what? I'm in the house working. So now all of a sudden I have to go out and work. Now you have to find a job. Now you have to have someone take care of the home, the kids, the pets, whatever you have. So again, you can get survivor benefits. In the United States, for my American friends, if you get hurt on the job, your employer is required by law to pay for your workers' compensation benefits. So they cover some psychological um stress-related uh, injuries, they uh, must pay uh, the benefits, so your medication, doctor's visits, treatments, tests, equipment, travel costs. You can get temporary disability benefits, so if you, uh, if, uh, it pays your lost wages because of your injury while you're recovering, you might be entitled to permanent disability benefits, so if you don't recover completely, whether it's physical, emotional, mental, um, supplemental job displacement benefits. So helps pay for retraining, skill enhancement. So if you can't do the job you were doing. And of course, goodness forbid, death benefits. So um, you're entitled to all of that. So once you go through your WSIB, you either go back to work or it's a permanent injury. You or something doesn't work out. You try and work. The benefits don't come. So something happens. The next step might be what's called Ontario Works. Now, in Ontario, it's called Ontario Works. In the rest of Canada, it might be called Social Assistance, Income Support, Income Assistance, Welfare Assistance. And also in the United States, it'll be some kind of welfare or assistance program. So uh, Ontario Works helps people financially. So the financial assistance helps with money. So basic uh, needs like food, clothing and shelter, health benefits, and they also help with employment assistance. So it could be workshops on resume writing, interviewing, job counseling, job-specific training, access to basic education. Most cases, you agree to participate in the employment assistance to actually receive the money. Now, you're, it's not a windfall again. In Ontario, I think it's around 700 a month, and I might be a little high. So... It's it's not a lifestyle, but it's there to help you should something happen and you're unable to work. So, and you get benefits. You get your full dental medical benefits as well, which can add up. So, in emergency situations, you might need emergency assistance. So, you're in crisis. So, you've lost your home. You're leaving an abusive relationship. You're worried about your safety. You can get immediate coverage for that. In the United States, there are six major U.S. welfare programs. There's temporary assistance for needy families, Medicaid, food stamps, supplemental security income, earned income tax credit, and housing assistance. So contact your local human services department and they will guide you through what benefits are there. Okay. So next up, you get injured, can't work, you're going to be a permanent disability. And you know what? It doesn't even matter if you were injured at work or you were injured outside of work. So if you go to a local facility, you're going to play basketball, you jump up to do a layup and boom, you slip, you fall, you come down, you sit on your bum, goodness, that hurts. 
you're done. You have an injury. You don't know what happened. It wasn't work-related. It wasn't your fault. So what do you do? So ODSP, Ontario Disability Support Program, and it's any program in any province or territory or state that helps you with a disability. So if you have a disability, you need help with your living expenses, you can be eligible for a support program. So it offers financial assistance, benefits, so drugs, prescription, vision, and it helps. It can help find and keep a job for you. So it, it can help you advance your career. Okay? And you get, you get um, some money for that too. So if you're off and you decide to work again and maybe you need some clothing, something like that, you're entitled to $500. And if there, there are places out there that you can utilize to go help you, so maybe you want to start your own business, right? You can go out there and you can get grants up to $5,000. Grants, money you don't have to pay back. So no it's out there. Because the ODSP offers around 1100 a month. Again, not great, but maybe you can survive on that. Okay? But sometimes you can't. So know how that works. Okay? Now, there's two types of support. There's income and employment. So financial assistance is your income. Helps you with your basic needs. Food, clothing, shelter. You get drug coverage, vision care. Employment services can help you find and keep a job. So each type has its own I can't speak eligibility requirements. So to qualify, you need to be 18, live in the province or territory, be in financial need, and make sure you have a disability. And your doctor can fill out all the reports that you're going to need to hand in to ODSP to qualify for your money. Because sometimes you just can't work. And you can't sit home and not have money. You can't make money. And guess what? I know Kijiji's out there. I sell stuff to you on it. But what happens when you have nothing left to sell and you're sitting on the floor in a puddle, crying your eyes out, thinking, what am I going to do for money? So find out what's out there. There's always help available. Okay. Now, when we get a little older, and not necessarily a senior, you can qualify for the Canada Pension Plan in Canada, CPP. So it provides contributors and the families with partial replacement of earnings in the case of retirement. Here it is, disability or death. Okay. So pretty much everybody would qualify for that. So it operates, the CPP operates throughout Canada. Um, and it works to ensure that you are protected. You can qualify for the retirement pension. Post-retirement benefits. Disability benefits, there it is. Survivor's pension in case somebody dies. A death benefit. And of course, children's benefits, because guess what? Kids depend on us. And if you get hurt, you can't take a break. Sorry, mommy can't afford to uh, pay for your lunch or pay for you to go on the trip or I can't help you. We have to, we have to be there, right? So you qualify for many different uh, benefits for that. The Federal Excise Gasoline Tax Refund Program. Oh my gosh, gas, the way it is today. Good one to have. If you have a mobility impairment, can't use public transportation. Guess what? Not all buses are wheelchair accessible. Those steps can be difficult to get up, especially if you have bad knees, bad hips. You don't have the strength in your arms. You have no arms, right? You can't get on the bus. You're going to need something to get you around, right? Disability awards. There's tax-free cash awards for injured Canadian Forces members. 
or veterans. Right? So in the United States, Social Security. That's the foundation of the economic security for millions of Americans, whether retired, disabled, families of retired or disabled or deceased workers. So Social Security program is out there. So it's kind of a pay-as-you-go program. So that means that today's workers pay Social Security taxes into the program, and the money flows back out as a monthly income benefit. So we pay into it, we get it back. So you're paying into things all the time, so utilize it when you need it. You lose your job. You apply for unemployment. Well, you've paid into it. You deserve it. We pay into all these programs. So find them out there and start utilizing them because they're there to help us to get injured or hurt. All right. So we've been injured. Whether you got injured at work or you got injured out and about, it doesn't matter. You are injured. We've gone through our program. If we've been injured, we've gone through WSIB. If we've been injured out in the world, we've probably gone through our social assistance program in Ontario. Ontario works. Of course, the next step is the ODSP. So you are considered disabled. The next thing we can do is apply for what's called a disability tax credit. And as soon as we come back from our next break, I'm going to talk about this because this is going to get you money. So this is how you can start making money being injured. Not that we want to go out and get injured. So we're going to go for our second break of the show. When we return, I'm going to talk to you about how you can qualify for a disability tax credit. You are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to Kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Karen Cook, and today our topic is broken and down but not out. So before we went to break, we were discussing different disability things that we can utilize in Canada and the United States. This is Canada Pension Plan or in the United States Social Security. So I had mentioned what's called a disability tax credit, uh, and I might refer to it as DTC. That's what I'm talking about. So the disability tax credit is a non-refundable tax credit that helps people with disabilities 
or their supporting persons reduce the amount of income tax they may have to pay. So an individual may claim the disability amount once they're eligible for this DTC. Uh, so really eligibility is you need to be deemed disabled. And yes, there's a lot of paperwork that your doctor will help you fill out. Now, um, he may or may not charge you for that. I have a fantastic doctor. Never charge me for anything. So because there's no one charge for this. So there's no compensation for the doctor or his facility to get paid. Uh, I just have an awesome doctor. So hopefully you do too because a lot of doctors are quite empathetic when there's an injury and they realize you're not getting money or at least what you were getting. So they will sometimes do it for you without a fee, which is really nice. However, if you are charged, get a receipt, keep the receipt, and use it for your income tax purposes. Anything that you buy, by the way, related to your injury, let me see, deep heat for your back, um, any massagers, any special things that aren't covered by any of the agencies that you feel are important, anything, keep the receipts and, and use them on your income tax. They are directly related to your injury, which means I wouldn't spend this money if I didn't need it. Okay, so keep all your receipts. So the disability tax credit has a purpose, and that is to provide for greater tax equity by allowing some relief for disability costs because these are unavoidable additional expenses that we don't normally have to face as a that a disabled person has to deal with. Right, so being eligible for the DTC can open the door to other federal, provincial, or territorial programs. For example, and we'll get into it, the Registered Disability Savings Plan. There's the Working Income Tax Benefit and the Child Disability Benefit. So you are eligible for the DTC if your Disability Tax Credit Certificate is approved. So what happens is you get the information. You can, by the way, punch this up online. You can do it yourself, or you can go to a company to do it for you. Now, again, I'm speaking from experience because I went through this. I am considered disabled by the province of Ontario. So I am a disabled person. Uh, so I, because of that piece of paper, I, I went to a company to do this. The company charges 30%, which is fine. But if you do it on your own, which I found it's actually quite easy, you download the information, you take it to your doctor, the doctor fills it out, he certifies that you have a severe and prolonged impairment, he describes the effects of your injury, he gives you the paperwork back, and you submit it. And you wait. If there's something wrong, they let you know, you take it back to your doctor, he fills it out. And then eventually you get a check. Um, in Canada, individuals suffering from a severe and prolonged mental or physical impairment can claim a federal disability amount. So if the person with a disability is a child under 18, there's also additional supplements. So to qualify, your doctor certifies on the form, and it's called a Form T-2201, in case anybody wants it. Uh, so he says there's, an, there's a severe and prolonged impairment. It markedly restricts the individual's daily living activities, which means you can't even put on your socks, walk, run, bend, clean, make meals, take care of your kids, pick up your baby, take care of your dogs, your cat, your dribble, your hamster, so whatever it is. And the event will have to or it will be expected to last for at least one year consecutively. Okay. So 
in Canada, the Canada Revenue Agencies reviews the claim, determines the eligibility, eligibility, and then assesses the tax return. So you you get you get money back based on that. A certificate may also be requested for a deceased fare. And again, as long as that injury lasted 12 months, you could be reimbursed for some money there as well. In the United States, special assistance available for people with disabilities. If you're unable to complete your tax return because of your disability, you can obtain assistance from the IRS or the Volunteer Income Assistance, Tax Counseling for the Elder Program, and they're all sponsored by the IRS. So there is help out there. So the disability tax benefits, um, you qualify for certain tax deductions, some exclusions, and credits. So if you're disabled or even elderly, legally blind, or have a physical or mental disability that limits your employment, you qualify for the tax benefit. So disability insurance is designed to replace a portion of income should you become disabled or unable to earn an income. So you can be injured because of many different reasons, many different ways. It doesn't have to be a physical injury. It can be any kind of injury, mental, psychological. So in the duration can either be short or long term. So short term means I hurt myself, I broke my arm, healed, I'm going back to work now two three months later. Might want to be a little careful, could be a little weak, but you heal, right? You mend. Uh, unfortunately, mine was low back related. You can't see that I have an injury. Sometimes I don't look like I have an injury. When I walk, most of the time people can tell, right? I'm a girl. My hips don't swing. They don't move, right? I there nothing moves because oh my goodness, I can't do that. So sometimes I limp. People might think it's my leg. It's sciatic nerves, bursitis in the hips. Oh, I did a heck of a lot of damage. Well, I didn't do it, but I'm suffering it. But yeah, so. You may not be able to see somebody has an injury, but they might have it anyway. How about a psychological, mental, emotional injury? What about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder? Right, we can't see them. does not mean you don't have it. So as long as you are considered to be a person with a disability, you qualify for so many different things. So once you end up with this disability tax credit, you can go ahead and apply for what's called a registered disability savings plan. So called an RDSP. Remember that RDSP after the DTC. You want to get this. This is free money, folks. Get it, okay? So the RDSP is a tax deferred savings vehicle introduced by the government of Canada to help parents and others save for long term financial security of a person with a disability. So if you're eligible for that DTC, Disability Tax Credit, you can be you can get the RDSP. Now, there's limits on this, okay? So if you're eligible for the DTC, you're eligible for the RDSP until December 31st of the year you reach 59, okay? So the DTC is available to people who have mental or physical impairments that restricts your ability to work, walk, talk, speak, live doesn't matter here it doesn't matter the only thing is your impairment will last at least more than a year your doctor or nurse practitioner certifies the extent 
and you apply for the DTC, for your government. So in order to get the RDSP, you have to have the DTC. And in Canada, have to be a resident of Canada, be less than 60, and have a valid social insurance number. So to open it, find out you're eligible, get the application filled out and handed in. So once you get the RDSP, contributions can be made to this. And you don't have to make them. Anybody can make them. So when your birthday comes around and people say to you, what do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for your anniversary? What do you want for this? What do you want for that? Hey, throw some money in my RDSP. Okay. Now, uh, the maximum lifetime contribution is 200000 So it's no annual contribution. So you can put it in in one year. If you have very rich friends, good for you. So, uh, but you could be 20 years old, and really that's not a lot of money when you think about average age is, what, 85-ish or more now. So you have 65 years of putting in here. You only put 20 bucks a month, right? 100 bucks every year, it adds up. So the contributions, though, are not tax deductible. The earnings on the contributions grow tax-free as long as they're in the plan. And you can only benefit up, you can only add money and benefit up to the age of 59. So once you've got the RDSP, there's five ways you can have money put in. You can put it in. People you know can put it in as long as you have written authorization. Federal grants and bonds are available. You can transfer from your RRSP, your RRIF, or your RPP. And the transfers of the accumulated income for the RESP, for which the beneficiary is also on the RESP and RDSP. So you can benefit many ways for having these. Um, once you have that RDSP, there are many other things that we can get as well. There's the Canada Disability Savings Grant. It's a CDSG. There's the Canada Disability Savings Bond the CDSB. Okay. So the CDSGs, the grants, this is where the government deposits money into your RDSP. Normally that's the child we don't want to deal with upon death. Well, this is the child you want to deal with while you're alive and you're disabled because they provide matching grants of up to 300%, three times of what you put in, depending on the amount contributed and your family net income. So if I put in 10 bucks, they put in 30. I put in 100, they put in 300. There is a limit, of course. Wouldn't that be nice to just put 100,000, they put three in? <laughs> That'd be, I'd borrow the money to put it in. So the CD, CDSG are subject to a lifeline limit of 70,000 per beneficiary. Sorry, folks, not going to be a millionaire. Uh, and they're payable until the end of the year in which you turn 49. So this is in Canada. So if you're 48, get that money in. If you don't have an RDSP, for crying out loud, go get one. Because guess what? That money can move forward. You can put all your maximum benefits in within the year. Okay, You're allowed to carry forward the unused grants and the bond entitlement for 10 years. So the maximum CDSG that can be paid in any year is 10500 And the max for the CDSB, the bond, is 11000 and if you have lower income, which you probably do when you're not working and you're disabled, you have access to the Canada Disability Savings Bond. So the government, ah, there they are again, may deposit up to a thousand a year 
to your RDSP of low-income beneficiaries, even if you don't make any contributions. Because you might be thinking, I have no money. Well, guess what? They're going to pay $1,000 a year. And these programs do not impact old age security, guaranteed income supplements, CPP, goods and services tax benefits, and any social assistance you're getting. Ontario Works, ODSP, WSIB, it doesn't affect a darn thing. So you can save this money, and when you take this money out, it should not affect any services you're getting. And if it does because you're only allowed a certain amount of money, then only pull out that amount of money at a time. Okay, that's a legal way of getting your money and not having your assistance cut into. Okay, good time to take another break. When we get back, we're going to talk about some life insurance with the riders of critical illness, health benefits, and what we need to do to make sure we have this in place before we get hurt. So you are listening to Financially Speaking with Karen Cook on the Inspired Choices Network. We will be right back. Too many of us get caught up in the unreal lives of reality television and complete to acquire stuff, which is setting us up to accumulate lots of debt. We're scared, confused, and don't know who to talk to. By tuning into Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble, you'll learn tips you can use to improve your financial health, which in turn can improve your overall health and make for a very happy life. Live a life you can afford and enjoy. It is possible. Listen for Financially Speaking Radio Show every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Financially Speaking Radio Show with financial advisor and educator Kathy Cook Noble. To participate in the program, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, Canada 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to kathy at bookkeepplus.ca. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. I am Karen Cook, and today our topic is broken and down but not out. So before we went to the break, we were talking about disability tax credit and the RDSPs. If you've been injured and you don't have that, you go get that right now. Don't wait. Don't wait five minutes. Well, wait ten minutes till we're done the show. But as soon as you're done, you get online, you find out that information, you make an appointment with your doctor, you get that sent out because guess what? You're sitting there. You could be making money. You could be making money sitting there on your disability. Okay, so go get it. You're entitled to it if you're disabled. Then you get the registered disability savings plan. Then you can get those grants and those bonds from the government. I'm telling you this because I have one myself, and I am so surprised at how it adds up, with or without my contributions. Every year, I get money in that thing. Get it. You need it. You want it. You deserve it. Okay. Let's carry on looking at life insurance. Now, you do not have to be injured to have life insurance, but if you have been injured, you certainly want to get it anyway. But life insurance the policy is a contract with an insurance company. So in exchange for premium payments, the insurance company provides a lump sum payment known as a death benefit to beneficiaries upon the insured's death. So typically life insurance is chosen based on the needs and goals of the owner. Okay. 
Now, you can get different types of life insurance. For instance, a term life insurance policy provides you with protection for a specific length of time for a term. So typically, they could be 5, 10, 15, or 20 years, or even 30 people have gone. Now, in the event that the policyholder passes away during the term of this policy, the beneficiary receives the face amount of that policy. So depending on, of course, which policy you choose, whether you have riders, so you might add critical illness, health benefits, medical benefits, uh, you might be a smoker or a non-smoker, it does depend. If you're a non-smoker, you pay a lot less. If you're a smoker, you're a higher risk, you pay more. I was a smoker, so I know that. Smoke-free for quite some time now, happy to say a year and a half. So a lot less rates that I pay per month. So, But again, I don't care. If you're a smoker, I don't care. Go out and get life insurance anyway. I know it's a little high, uh, but get it. It's worth it. You need it. You want it. So there's two types of term insurance policies. There's level and decreasing. Level means that the death benefit stays the same throughout the duration of the policy. Decreasing means that the death benefit drops, usually in one-year increments over the course of the term policy. And you're thinking, oh, well, why would I get that? It's cheaper. So it depends, again, age, factors, habits, what you want, riders, the amount, the term of the policy. It depends on the amount. And you might have a few hundred bucks to spend every month, or you might have 20 or 30, okay? So there are tons of advantages of life insurance. It is an infusion of cash, not for you, sorry about that, but for your beneficiary, your loved ones, your charity, your pets, it ensures that, goodness forbid, something happens to you single parents, that you're going to have this. So a lot of benefits to having our, our insurance. The disability insurance protects you and your family from unexpected illnesses and accidents. We don't expect to get hurt, but it happens. And you want this money because you can get this money. Uh, so depending on your needs, your policy, it's unique. Talk with your financial advisor. Your normal host of the show, Kathy Cook-Noble, is a financial advisor. A great asset to talk with. Personal health insurance. If you don't have any employer benefits, get personal health insurance. It, it can cost maybe a, a couple hundred a month. It it depends on what you want, what you need. If it's family, it's you. What's your deductible? Talk to your financial advisor. Uh, and as far as your tax deductions, your health insurance premiums are tax deductible. So again, hello, saving on income tax. Get it. Right? You can claim this back. So there's a lot of different types out there. In the United States, the IRS will allow you to deduct qualified medical expenses. Okay, so if if you have to pay for things, you can deduct that back. Private medical coverage, that's the key. We have Medicare, Medicaid, right? Get those. Make sure that if you're covered, make sure you know what the benefits are. Uh, it could include your your prescriptions, your dental care, your vision care, physical, physical and psychological therapies, emergency medical services when traveling outside of Canada, Okay. So you can benefit from private medical coverage if you're self-employed, you're a contract or freelance writer, you have little or no group medical coverage, or God forbid you lose your group health benefits upon retirement. So all of these programs can help you after 
or before a workplace injury, right? During it, all hell is breaking loose in your head, your family, your world. I get it. I've done it, been through it, wish I had it. Because you see the problem is now, it doesn't matter what I have for insurance. My life insurance, that's fine. What if I get an additional insurance for injuries? Critical illness, right? I get a disease. What if I already had the disease? Guess what? It doesn't get covered. So regardless of my disability insurance that I would have today, my lower back will always be excluded because I had the injury before I had the insurance. Get the insurance. Most people, over 80% of people at one time in their life will injure their lower back. And half of those or more will be permanent. Get the insurance. Utilize the programs. Get online. Fart around. Do what you need to do. Talk to your financial advisor. Be prepared to stand up for your rights, your benefits, your education, your retraining. Communicate continuously with the service providers. Personally, the best thing I ever did was join the local YMCA. Being in the pool minimizes the impact on the joints. It makes you weightless. I'm able to swim five days a week. I am in aquatics classes. I'm building muscle tone. I'm decreasing fat. And I'm taking the pressure off my joints. Weight loss is not the goal here. But I have to say it's a nice benefit. And yes, the YMCA and other programs out there have subsidy programs for people on disability, uh, subsidized income, and things like that. I have what's called a T-zone vibration sitting right here beside me in my comfy chair. It's my jiggle machine. Not quite like the ones from the 50s. Don't get excited. But yes, that might have been covered. That helps with circulation, joints, pain. You might need weights, hot tub, pool, back brace, deep heat. Utilize your programs. See if it's covered. Talk to your doctor. Get them a prescription. Think positive. Be positive. Your positive mindset has a positive influence on your body, your pain, and your life. So stay safe. Next week, Kathy will be back talking about wise women in the F word. Thank you for choosing to listen to Financially Speaking Radio Show. Kathy Cook-Noble will return next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Mountain, and 1 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by making the choices that bring you all that you desire.